0: All right. Hello oh, everyone. And w- I forgot to oh. press record on the Zoom thing. <laughs> Blooper reel. Oh yes. <laughs> Let's Wacky. try it. Let's try that intro again. <laughs>
1: Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Comment Section. It's been a while, but we finally have another special episode for you where yes. we can talk about a movie and our thoughts about it.
0: What was the last one we did? Was it Endgame? Oh
1: man. Uh that could be. We haven't done one in a long time.
0: Yes, 2020 um, there was not a lot to do yeah. specials about.
1: Yeah. So, but it, it's one of our most staple type of types of episodes. So I'm. Yeah.
0: Do you remember? I, do you remember what I said? We were going to break tradition and have a special of a TV show.
1: Yeah, I remember having that discussion, but I can't remember what it was for. It was
0: for <laughs> Superman and Lois.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Next month it premieres.
1: Oh, so, okay, so we might have more special episodes in store then. Yes. Well, today, that the movie in question is uh, the released December 25th, 2020, uh, a movie we didn't get a chance to talk about in our end of 2020 specials because- No,
0: they waited until the last minute to put it up.
1: Yeah, um, so well, the movie this this special episode is all about Pixar's soul. That's right. Um we talk about Pixar a lot in on comment section, so it's only just
0: Soul we, is the first uh, Pixar movie to get its own special. Oh, that's true, yeah.
1: Because um, 'cause we've had uh like I guess segmented we talked about Incredibles two as part of an episode. But this
0: gets its own full special episode. Just real quick, because I just remembered. Do you remember we were gonna have a special of another Pixar movie, and it's the only special I've ever canceled because I didn't want to talk about it.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I remember We almost had. I guess it would be the it was it it would it would have been the 2019 Pixar movie. Yes. I don't know if there it was I think it was the only Pixar movie that released in 2019. I think so, yeah. We talked throughout 2020 and in uh our upcoming 2020 movies uh discussion uh a lot about these movies as anticipated movies. I, I should say onward which was an- uh anticipated in expecting it to be underwhelming. And then Soul anticipated, I think we both expected it to be very good. Yes. Um, So then in one of our most recent episodes, we actually were, we kind of had to have the discussion where it was like, Onward was so unexpectedly good. Then now we have to. Yes. Now we have. We're in the position of going. Can Soul live up to Onward?
0: <laughs> it, it, it had a, more of a challenge than we thought would yeah. at the end of the year. Yeah.
1: Uh, onward, of course, I put as my number one movie of 2020. Again, uh, recorded before Christmas, um, and uh, your number two, I think. Um, I think so. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> so. So, real, oh, real quick, because this is our first episode since Christmas. Yes. There was something that I received this Christmas that my sister picked out that I've been waiting to show you.
1: Oh, I'm so excited for this show and tell.
0: All right. <laughs> this was uh, something I didn't know that they sold at Target, but apparently they do. And Uh-oh. I unwrapped it and was very excited to find... My own (laughs) Dwight (laughs) Bobblehead. Oh my God. From The Office.
1: (laughs) That's incredible. I figured that it had to be made somehow, but I didn't. (laughs) That's amazing.
0: Yes. So apparently, I remember going to New York to the NBC studio, and I must have mentioned this more times than I thought I would, because they did have a Dwight Bobblehead there, and I always said my biggest regret. (laughs) Was never buying that Dwight bobblehead. Yeah, <laughs> and they also had a they also have a Michael one available. Yeah, which is but uh, not canonical. So I would no. I'm not even going to touch that one. <laughs> no, uh, apparently they had it at, at Target, but it was like I think they thought the head was broken because the box was all messed up. Oh, and apparently I must have talked about this way more than I ever thought I would <laughs> because, um. My parents asked, would you have wanted the Michael Scott one, too? And then my sister chimed in exactly what I was going to say. I would have said, yes, but Dwight would have been the one I wanted the most because that one was in the show. Yes, yes. So there we go. My Dwight bobblehead. It watches me while I watch TV. (laughs) That's incredible. And I love how... On the back, it's got one of my favorite quotes, which is, no, I disagree. R is one of the most menacing of sounds. That's why they call it murder, not muck duck. (laughs) Yes, it's true. Um, Oh, yes.
1: If I were to make a true crime podcast, I would call it muck duck.
0: Oh, exactly.
1: Which is my dream.
0: There we go. That's the goal right there in life.
1: (laughs) Wow, that was some good show and tell. Um, Happy we
0: did that. Oh yes. Um, so do we watch? Yeah. Before with going before, into Salden, or uh,
1: I, I don't know. S- Did you want to do your uh, your news before getting into the soul review? Or All right. Want...
0: Yes, we'll do our Disney news because something happened, guys. Something. Now, normally we I wouldn't have thought that I'd bring this up again, but darn it, sometimes something does happen. Mm-hmm. And I also do have another prop to bring up soon. Oh. All right, guys. Now, normally, we, I don't bring up MCU, MCU news anymore, but mm-hmm. some we did get some news, some big news. Yes. A, a little bit surprising of how recent it is, but we found out via deadline from sources that Chris Evans, Captain America himself, is in negotiations to return as Captain America in a Marvel project with the door open for two projects. So for wow. me, like, that was just like, oh, my God. The best character. Easily for me, in in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Captain America, the best character. And the idea of him coming back was like, oh, wait a minute. There's still some hope left yeah. for this franchise, apparently. <laughs> because, like, for me... You know, the MCU has, there's a lot of main characters, but I almost feel like Cap is almost, you could almost say he's the main character of the franchise. Even though it started with Iron Man, chronologically, it started with Cap. The most important uh, non-Avengers movies were Winter Soldier and Civil War. So, Mm -hmm. and I was very excited for that. The, f- the idea that Captain America could return to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it gave me hope that this franchise may not be totally dead. There's still some things they have to work on, though. Because yeah. Cap was kind of the final straw in what had been building since, I guess, Spider-Man Homecoming. hmm But, so, we'll get a little bit more into it, but thoughts on Captain America, possibly... Returning and this soon, which is like, mm-hmm. I, I I think it's important. I think it's needed. That cap is there.
1: Yeah, I, I think so too. And I can definitely see, especially from your perspective, that it's nice to see they're not like, uh, "Oh, screw everything we did before." Um, yes. <laughs> no one cares about them anymore. But no, I uh, I thought this is really exciting. It gives me a little bit more excitement for the future of MCU as well. I guess I'm a little bit more of a I'll-believe-it-when-I-see-it kind of uh, (laughs) feeling. Yeah,
0: because right now they're kind of closing negotiations. Like, it started at the beginning of the year. It's Mm -hmm. close to wrapping up, but if deadline is that sure that they're going to publish it, then it's almost a done deal. And
1: uh, I I like that that means that we—I guess my— guess would be that maybe we'd be seeing different periods
0: in the MCU timeline uh, if cap is back but well I do think and we'll get to that in a second I do think it could be both I think we could see a period thing and I could see like the future because remember in the comics he did become old and then he becomes young again right which so the awesome. com- the way they did in the comics is weird. Because in the comics, it was the super soldier serum's taking out of him, and then he becomes old. But I'm like, right. wait, he's not old cause the, he's not young because of the serum. He's young because he was frozen in ice. Uh, I, I do have a little bit of a th- of, of, uh, bombshell to drop on you, though.
1: Really? Even more of yes. a bombshell than yeah. Dwight Bobblehead and Cap coming back?
0: Oh, yes, no. because the news that Cap is back made me rewatch something. Um, it made me rewatch something that I did pick up from uh, Meyer yesterday. I did rewatch something, oh, give something another really, shot. Really, Endgame. And I do have to say, yes, I do have to say, I didn't pay. That's the wrong <laughs> price. It was nine dollars cheaper than that thing because yeah. I almost said twenty-seven bucks. Screw that. Yeah. <laughs> but then, um. I like I looked online and it was eighteen bucks and then I you know like those scanner things they have right. where you scan the price? Yeah. I did it there and it said eighteen bucks and I was like, Oh, well, there we go. There you go. So and I did watch it and I did it, on a rewatch, I did change my mind a little bit. Interesting. About Cap's ending. Mostly he does redeem himself at the end because at the end of it... Now, look, Endgame... I don't know if I said this on the other one. I think I did. Like Endgame, there's stuff I like. There's stuff I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Ironic, the second time I watched it, the th- second act, which on my first viewing was my favorite part where they go back to the previous movies, was actually my least favorite part of this viewing. Uh. But... There was a lot of stuff I liked and didn't like, and I remember watching Tony's funeral in the theater, thinking, "Okay, there's stuff I don't like in this movie, but if it stopped here, I'd be okay with it mm-hmm. and then the way they what happened with Cap kind of was like the final straw mm-hmm. but upon rewatching it, I was thinking, and I spent an unhealthy amount of time this week thinking about <laughs> it. Because I rewatched it on Disney Plus on Sunday. Yeah. And I was like, you know, it was a jerk move that Cap did to just go back in time and say, whatever. Yeah. But I do think upon rewatching it, he does redeem himself by being the old man Steve there giving the shield to Falcon and showing that he's still watching over the Avengers. Yeah. Almost a mentor type role. Cause I was thinking, you know, he's there. It, it's almost like it would have been different if he had just went back and like Sam read a note. Mm -hmm. Like, like the dark Knight rises. The ending would be different if Bruce had still been at the cave waiting for John Blake. Yeah. He's still there. You, I mean, you'd have to assume, even though he's old, that he still, like, is at least hanging out sometimes with Falcon and Bucky. Right. So I was like, okay, it's a jerk thing he did, but he does redeem himself by coming back. Yeah. And And we see he's still watching over the Avengers and what's best. So I was like, okay. No matter what happens, upon rewatch, I'm okay with it now.
1: Interesting. Because
0: I I wanted to like it. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, it's a movie with Captain America, Spider-Man, Hulk, kind of, <laughs> directed by the Russo <laughs> brothers with Stanley's last cameo. And I'm like, okay, I think upon rewatch with Cap's ending, I'm okay with it. Because it's kind of like everyone in the movie kind of gets crapped on a little bit yeah but it's almost like the spider man thing where like you remember that scene where he did the stupid insta kill thing um with the suit oh yes now i do (laughs) i was like that sucks but then they redeem by having him web swing yeah in the next scene right and be spider man it's like okay they crap on Cap a little bit, and they redeem it, <laughs> yeah, by showing he's still watching out for the Avengers, yeah. So that that's kind of like how I viewed it, and and I was thinking like, if the scene had happened where we fast forward like to the future, and it was Cap handing someone the shield, you just assume, oh yeah, he's gonna watch out for them. But it's followed by that jerk move. He did go back in time. But I'm just like, okay, upon rewatch, he does redeem himself. Mm -hmm. So there's that. (laughs) Yeah, interesting. Now, now it's not like one of my favorite ones. I still think, like, some people I see it like, this is the best Marvel movie. I'm just like, do you just mean because of the fight scene at the end? Because that's cool, but (laughs) I want to say it's, I think it's kind of like a mid level one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, and it my, my be my feeling, I think, from when we first talked about it has been uh, that it's kind of a middle one, but, uh, um,
0: it's not as strong as like Infinity. But one. yeah, it's I, have, I haven't
1: rewatched it, uh, since, but, um, it sounds like you're maybe a little more where I was at <laughs> at the beginning <laughs> at this point, which is that I, I mean, I I did think think it was good, and I it, it took it took you ex- almost explaining to me why it was a jerk move for me to start thinking <laughs> like, huh?
0: It kind of was, <laughs> yes. But you know, I mean, hopefully, we have Cap coming back. He'll get young again because I mean, a lot of people point out how if Ant Man could become a baby in the time machine thing, mm-hmm. then Cap can just do that. Mm. And there could be like this really great scene about how Falcon doesn't want he he wants to be his own person, right? Yeah. Like that that that's like like almost in real life, you wouldn't want to be in someone's shadow. Like Yeah, that's true. There would be something like I think special of like a moment where Falcon hands the shield back to Steve. Right. To where it's just like he's accepted like the falcon is who i am. Yeah. And you are Captain America. Mm-hmm. But at the same time it's a little bit like okay, if this is the hypothetically, let's say Caps return sucks. They totally homecoming it. <laughs> God, could you <laughs> imagine
1: a homecoming style movie
0: uh oh but... <laughs> Captain America 4 directed by John Watts. Yeah. No! <laughs> <laughs> But like, if it sucks, you're like, okay, it ends with there's still someone bearing the shield with Sam, and Steve is still looking out for them. I'd almost think he'd almost be like an Alfred almost. Maybe he cooks the Avengers breakfast. Oh, that's what and monitors what's going on.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, what's that post-credit scene where they're just like eat, eating lunch or something? Swarma!
0: He he makes them shawarma.
1: Yeah. So I'm imagining I, an entire movie, but it's just that.
0: Oh yes. I'd like <clears throat> to think Cap, like maybe he took up some cooking skills or something. <laughs> yeah. Afterwards, yeah. he's chef America now. Yeah. I
1: think if you if you go through that much just time, uh, you gotta pick up some cooking skills.
0: Yeah. I mean. There's nothing to suggest, I mean, it would make sense that he's, like, Falcon and uh, Bucky wouldn't just say, oh, you're old now? Well, goodbye, Cap. Yeah. They, like, they'd still Screw you, see him and stuff. <laughs> Screw you, old man. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, all right, Cap does redeem himself at the end of Endgame. But, I, I mean, I initially was like, that jerk, he just left. Yeah. But, but I'm watching him, like, well, he does come back.
1: You know, I, I want to say that's kind of how I took it, but... Yeah, it's always it's always better to be on the side of liking or tolerating something than disliking Yes, yeah,
0: because I remember I was like on the, I was teetering. I was like, and then Cap was kind of the final straw. And then on rewatch, I was like, you know, he does come back. And I really think only the Russo brothers would have given that kind of an ending. I think some other ones would have just had him leave and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But I really think that shows how much the Russo brothers uh, understand the character. Mm-hmm. Yes. Alright, so a few minutes into the special. Do we want to get into Soul now? Let's uh let's talk about Soul. Yes. So, real quick, now normally for these specials, we start with what was your introduction? Little hard to do because Soul is not I mean it's kind of a franchise, if you think of Pixar as a franchise. Yeah, that's what I was
1: thinking. It would have to be Pixar.
0: Yeah, so instead of introduction, let, let's just say off the bat, I'm gonna, I don't know if you'll have a hard time with this, but what would you say is your favorite Pixar movie?
1: Um, It really, uh, it, uh, it changes a lot. I think if I were going for, like, deep seated, like, childhood memory positive I would say Monsters, Inc. But, um...
0: Are you excited for the TV show they're gonna do? Oh, yeah. I, I guess... I guess that's still a thing, right? I think
1: so. Uh, I, I guess mildly. But that's the thing, is that, like, now as an adult, just looking at the entire breadth of Pixar, I would actually maybe say Coco. Like, really? I think that... Uh, I think if I were just look at which I think is actually the best Pixar movie, I would, I might say Coco.
0: All right, for me, <laughs> I'm going to cheat in a way, because for me, that this is a, this is technically one movie to spread out over three, yes. <laughs> and it is the Toy Story trilogy. It is for me uh, the greatest achievement in animation history. It is the best. A non-superhero movie ever made. <laughs> yeah, it is. What they did in this trilogy is amazing. In fact, I was rewatching the first half of the other day, and like, it's like I loved it when I was younger. But every time I rewatch the older I get, the more I appreciate that movie. Mm-hmm. Those <laughs> movies, especially, I loved. The gag where um like after Buzz falls out the window in the first movie, yeah. and and he's coming to his room, and the toys are hiding. Woody looks up, and everyone's mad at Woody, and Mister Potato Head is behind the Etch a Sketch, and he points to Woody, and at the Etch a Sketch, and you see like a noose <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I I was like, oh, now now I get it. Now it's not just like yeah, what I don't is that I don't remember that. Um, and then like there's this this one. Scene like when the like the army men are like attacking Woody yeah. and they're all just like, Let's get him And you hear like ham say uh uh like uh save me his hat or something, like he wants Woody's hat if stuff's about to go down. <laughs> yeah. Uh
1: yeah, I don't I don't think I've rewatched that uh franchise enough like you. It's not as fresh in my memory. Why do
0: you hate yourself? I I don't know.
1: <laughs> I I want I I think it's a mistake because I would very close after the ones I just mentioned, say Toy Story. Which, by the way, I do. Uh, as another thing to bring up, I uh, I remember way back at the beginning of this podcast when we asked what maybe our least favorite non Cars Pixar movie was. I said maybe Ratatouille, and I want to fully rescind that. I rewatched. That's one of the most recent ones I rewatched.
0: All right, what it's, one did you rewatch? Uh, Ratatouille. And how recent was the, uh, it? Uh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, you didn't watch a bad one. You watched a a good one and had better memory.
1: Yeah, I'm basically saying yeah. I'm basically saying I don't know what my least favorite one is anymore, but it's not
0: Ratatouille. Have you seen the Good Dinosaur? Have no, you tortured I yourself? Haven't.
1: I basically I just have I I haven't seen Cars Three, Toy Story Four, or The Good Dinosaur. Those are no. Whoa. the Pixar movies I haven't <laughs>
0: seen. <laughs> you if if you throw Cars Two in there, you just listed the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> yeah. Um actually Before we move on, I got to say, I think Toy Story 3 might be the best-looking Blu-ray I have. Just, like, box art? Just, like, watching it. Oh. No, I mean, like, in terms of quality, like, the presentation, like, the visual. And you know what? Toy Story 4 is a terrible movie, but I got to say, they did a nice job on the animation. Yeah, It's just as nice as, it's like, you can't fix a bad script. Yeah. You know what I was very proud to see? What? Apparently, Tim Allen didn't like the ending. I was like, right on, Tim. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. It was a stupid ending, wasn't it? There we go.
1: Um, yes.
0: Finally, someone said it. Yeah. It's like the rumor
1: that uh, Mark Hamill didn't like The Last Jedi, which I think wasn't true.
0: Um, <laughs> But true. You want me to say something to, to get everyone mad? Oh, sure. Let's do it. All right. So I was thinking about um, how... Now, remember how I said, like, most of, like, I knew most of my Christmas presents were probably going to be Warner Bros. products? Yeah. Well, they were, except for, like, two things. Oh, really? One was a Spider-Man comic, and one was, ready to get people mad? Yes. Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker on Blu-ray. Want me to make people even more mad? Yeah. I really look forward to rewatching it. Yeah. Want I me mean, to make people even more yeah, upset? Sure. I've had The Last Jedi on DVD, and I haven't rewatched it yet, and I still don't want to. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, uh... Again, 90 minutes of a good movie is in there. mm -hmm. Honestly,
1: I I haven't rewatched The Last Jedi in a while, but I'm... My update, my... My Star Wars opinions fluctuate all the time, but as a as a
0: current update, this is
1: getting too it's, off topic. It's
0: nice that you haven't recorded them to where people could use them against. No, but
1: you. I'm gonna say another one to let people <laughs> use it against me. Right, and this might be the worst it's gotten. This okay, is about to I'm be ready. dark. Like it's about to be.
0: We haven't even gotten into Soul yet, and I'm know, re- I'm enthralled. before. I'm just people like, are gonna what stop listening. Be? To, because you've said some controversial Star Wars things in right. the past, even though a lot of them I agree with you on all right this is this is
1: this is maybe taking it too far and I'm sorry. Here we go. The reaction the overall Star Wars community has had to the last Jedi has started to make me resent liking Star Wars so much that out of spite I just am gonna call the last Jedi the best Star Wars movie. And I realized that the thing that I like about that, because if you look at the full trilogy, I like where they're going with the story the most in The Last Jedi. They rescinded a lot of that with The Rise of Skywalker, and it was still a good movie, but I was just like, you're going in a good direction with The Last Jedi, Why'd why'd you do that? Um, it feels like two alternate endings yeah exactly it feels like they were like oh you didn't like this well now you can pretend that we didn't mean all the <laughs> stuff we were clearly trying to tell you in The Last Jedi but anyway my uh point is uh, The Last Jedi kind of does now exist as this anomaly in that trilogy where it kind of seems like it's trying to do something completely different than the other two movies are doing Uh, and as a result, I get why people think it seems like this weird outlier in Star Wars, but for me, it just makes me realize that I really like Ryan Johnson as a director. And I almost kind of view The Last Jedi as its own thing that is, like, special in Star Wars in, like, great filmmaking from a great director, which is Ryan Johnson. And the reason why I can so confidently say that is because Knives Out is also amazing. So... Doesn't that have Cap in it? Yes. Yes. Uh, so those are two very solid movies by one director. And uh, I'm more excited about what he does next than anything Star Wars has to do next.
0: Even after those that exciting D... It wasn't D23. The investors' announcements? Th-
1: that's exciting, but again, like, I've just... Obi-Wan. That's very exciting, Obi-Wan but again, theater. Star Wars is just... The teeniest bit soured to me, so um, I'm borderline more excited about like a, the Knives Out sequel or whatever that's coming. Um,
0: so, would you say as time has gone, you've liked Last Jedi more or less? More.
1: Um, it's like I said, it's fluctuated. So, I think at some point I liked it less, but I'd say I'm back into liking it more. Um, like I, it's just like I said, it's got the best. Moments, like there, uh,
0: there are moments that I, I, I do think if there was if they edited down to ninety minutes, it would have been the best of the three. But the subplots are so bad,
1: and I, I, I it, agree. It,
0: it almost makes it unbearable with that runtime. I,
1: I and I, I do agree because I, I can't justify. Again, I don't even like. I like the theme and what the like Casino Planet stuff is saying. So that isn't even my least part. I don't like the. Uh, DJ guy, whole sub block. Oh,
0: DJ is like I'll say it, he's worse than Jar Jar. <laughs> it is it's Maybe. a weird, weird character.
1: <laughs> uh, but again, it's all like the things I don't like to me serve a greater theme that I think is really good storytelling. So I don't care. Um, so that yeah, that's my new controversial Star Wars take. You got to have one every few episodes on comment section. Oh yes.
0: All right. Now we've touched on Marvel and <laughs> yes. Star Wars. Let's shift back to Pixar. Okay.
1: We had to uh, we had to step back and give context to our opinions on movies. Uh,
0: <laughs> yes, I don't even know how we got there. <laughs> I don't know. All right. So, what was your anticipation for this movie? Um, I will.
1: It's weird. I think I realized what some of my unconscious anticipations were after, like, as I was watching it, Uh because I will say, like, there are a lot of things I did not expect, uh like, just from not really looking into the plot that much or anything, but um I think what I realized is I kind of knew what the plot was, but going into the movie, I was really, like, I think... Unconsciously, I think there are a couple things I hoped didn't happen uh, based on the trailers, and it really? turns out that uh, all of that was erased. And I'll, I'll say, part of me was like, I don't know if I want the entire movie to be in this soul world, like because I was part of me was like, yeah, exactly. Part of me was expecting that it was going to be like, oh, the first eight minutes are going to be this. Beautiful like New York jazz thing, and then it's going to be this cartoony soul drifting cloud world, and where there's like, and especially what we saw in the trailers, it was complete blackness with the two characters just standing in it. And I was sort of thinking like, there's got to be more to it than that. I didn't know what was going to happen, and as soon as, I mean, we'll get into the full plot, but as soon as it was like, oh, this is how they're going to go back into. Like it's the majority of the movie isn't going to be in that realm. Um, that said, that realm was much cooler in the movie than what they showed in the trailer, which is not much.
0: Was that one gag that we didn't like in the trailer? Even I in noticed there?
1: that. Yes, it wasn't even in the movie,
0: <laughs> which was <laughs> well, thank God. Yeah, I know. That. Which
1: I, I, when when the movie was over, I was just like, "Wow, the one thing that gave us pause." Wasn't even in it. It really feels like both Onward and Soul had this weird thing where it was like, we're going to completely mess up your brain with the trailers. You're not going to know what to expect with these trailers. Exactly. And the Soul trailer was like pretty good, but it just had this like, I really don't like, it felt like, I think my worry was that there was so much potential and they weren't going to deliver on it because of like, yeah, is like, I don't know. I like. I I saw what the story could be. Like I imagined what it could be, and I was like, "What if it ends up just being kind of like another Inside Out?" Or um...
0: especially because it's from the same
1: director, right. Pete Doctor. Yeah. I didn't totally know what to expect, and that I had that going into it. So I, uh, um, I forget what the original question was. Expectations going in. What was your anticipation? Uh, but I, yes, I did. That is uh, all to say I did expect it to be very good. Did you watch it on Christmas Day? No, I uh watched it only like a week ago or something. Oh,
0: you waited that long?
1: I honestly think that I was a little like I get this way with movies I anticipate like to the mo- to the highest extent where once it's just released out in the world and it's just out there, I feel this like anxiety where I'm just like I Never feel like it's the right time to watch it because I honestly feel like I'm going to like it so much that it just needs to be the right time. So I I care more about finding the exact right time to fully get into the mood of watching it uh, more than I care about watching it right away.
0: This This was how I ended my Christmas was watching mm. Soul. Now for me... I loved the concept that they had and what we saw in the trailers, minus the one gag wasn't, that wasn't even in there. Yeah. And I remember, way back a year—well, over a year ago—I was we were way more excited for this than we were for *Onward*. <laughs> mm-hmm. and man, were we almost mean to *Onward* in those sessions. <laughs> yeah, we were trashing it like this is gonna be trash. It's gonna suck. <laughs> so, but for me. For 2020, this and Wonder Woman were the movies I was the most excited for mm-hmm. for the year. And it was my most excited Pixar... Most excited I was for a Pixar movie since Coco. Now, some people may say, what about Toy Story 4? Those trailers for Toy Story 4 were not very good, so... <laughs> right. That's why it wouldn't have been that. Right. <laughs> but it was... The um, most excited I've been since Coco. it so weird to think that one's like th- three years old. Now. Yeah, that's it's weird. <laughs> All right, so
1: let us get into it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, do you, do you have any structure? We gotten in into mind? our
0: opinions on Soul. I was going to write a review on like Facebook and stuff, but by then I spent enough time on the computer. I was like, people, leave me alone. I'm not going to give my opinion yet. I meant to. I forgot to, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But let us get into it. What were your initial thoughts? We'll go more into it later, but what were your initial thoughts? Um, okay. So,
1: here's where I have to admit that it was great. Um, no, I just, (laughs) I wanted to build anticipation. Um... I uh like I said as I was watching it, I had these like uh unconscious things that I was like, how are they gonna do this? How is this gonna line up with the trailers? But in the end, as maybe it was some form of tempering expectations, but I think it was actually much, much better than I even expected. I uh really loved the Interpretations of each of the worlds, their New York and their afterlife place, um, <clears throat> or before life. Yes, that. Um, because I, I, I thought so. The the character designs in general have been some of the best Pixar has done in a while. To me, I I really loved the weird like um, the Jerry's, which had like this weird like uh, two. It's just a weird, like, 2D, like, they don't exist in the same uh, type of space. It reminded me of uh, Prismo from Adventure Time. Obscure reference, but he kind of takes up space in the same way. Um, So just in terms of visuals, that was great. It was also some of the most beautiful Pixar visuals because they had to, like... um, give this feeling of, like, appreciating the little things in life, which I thought resulted in some, like, really, like, hyper-beautiful animation of just, like, trees and sunlight and stuff. Um, Which brings me to really what I thought was best about it, which is, to me, probably one of my favorite um, Pixar, like, cruxes, themes, like the heart, the soul of the movie is basically... Oh, you threw it in there, um, the title. (laughs) Being that like uh, the purpose of life not just being this one thing that you're destined to do, rather it's just to live and just appreciate it, I thought was really uh... I thought was a fantastic moral or lesson, if you will. Uh, And um, another one, like Coco, that I love uh, being so uh, tied to music, um, like uh, myself, of course, being in jazz bands and playing trombone, which was a a large part of uh, Soul because of the student that played trombone. Um I related to it a lot. So I <laughs> it
0: did bring back some flashbacks to. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, definitely. Middle school band. Um Yeah, um yeah, I th- I don't know. Uh in terms of really quick thoughts, I don't have much else to say. I thought it was like uh um it was classic Pixar formula in many ways. Uh, like, you see a lot of the same stuff that they, they they do, the whole hero's journey thing. And in a weird way, like, with the body switch thing, it's like, oh, we have to switch back into our right bodies before this time. It was like, it's kind of onward again, <laughs> uh, which came to <laughs> yes. my mind. But I don't know. There's just something like the, like, life lesson or, like, thing to take away uh, feels very different. Like, it, it, like it, there's just a very different thing to take away in each well-done Pixar movie, and I think that makes the... Like, it's kind of what storytelling is all about. You can't really do something completely unique, but you do your own little twist on what is a very beautiful sentiment uh so i thought that was really
0: good about it all right now for me where am i now? okay it's untitled Two. yes that's the document title all right so for me i had very high expectations for this movie sky high expectations no not that horrible live action superhero oh, yeah. movie but just very high yes. expectations Now, overall, I didn't love it as much as I thought I would. And my opinion kept changing with each act of the movie. Like, honestly, the first act, I was like, I don't know, I might be tuning out of this. Second act got better, and by the third act, I really was enjoying it. And overall, I thought it was a good movie. I didn't get to watch it a second time. I think I might have more positive experience the second time now that i know more i've only watched it one and a half times but Mm -hmm. i did like throughout i i appreciated it more and more and by the end i was like you know what that was good yeah wasn't as great as i was hoping it would be (laughs) but i don't think it's a top tier i think it's more of a middle one but overall a uh, nice experience and a nice movie to end 2020
1: on. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I think I also thought that, like, it improved as the acts of the movie went along. I think that the context of where it was going, like, I I think I really liked how it felt like it was going in a different direction with each act of the movie. Like, There were a lot of, like, subplots that kind of drove things, like, um, it's starting with, um, uh, like, basically just introductory, like, uh, I'm trying to get uh, a more performance-type role, which is my dream, and I'm maybe not totally satisfied being a middle school band director kind of thing. Um, and then, like, that mission is halted with death, and then there's this new mission of, like, I gotta get out what of a here. Way to go, a man Yeah, way. I know. Um, <laughs> it, which is, like, I gotta get out of here, I gotta live, I can't miss my shot. Uh, also,
0: be careful what you say when you say, if I do this, I could die a happy man. Never say yeah, that. Yeah, don't, don't do Never, that. Never ever utter those words, because it will be, poof, you're gone. Yeah,
1: Exactly. Um, but then, then it was, like, meeting uh, 22 and then the new thing being like, oh, okay, so I got to use you as a way to get out of here. I got to find my spark, or find her spark. Um, and then all of a sudden they find a way out, and then the mission changes completely to, like, whoops, we switched bodies. Now we got to, like, uh, now it's kind of becomes a little more... uh. uh Learning more about like 22 experiencing life, but also there's this like onward style mission of like we have a time crunch where we got to change the body, yes. Um, and uh, then of course it changes again in the third act with uh, um, like 22 is clearly like realized that she actually wants to live now, um, so it kind of changes how uh everything is going and that's where i think it it gets really great um uh the whole ending i thought was great but um i liked not knowing where to expect it was going next quite a bit that it just kind of like by the end you're just like taking all of this and going like ah yes life i've ruminated
0: uh yes <laughs> All right, so now let's dive deep into the plot, and let's talk about what worked in the movie. And I'll start off with this because uh, I forgot about it until I rewatched like the first third yesterday. Yeah, how cool was it um, to have? the band play a bad version of the disney logo oh, i music. loved that. <laughs> that that was such a nice touch at that the was beginning. the
1: best disney intro of all time that was so awesome yes
0: it really sinks
1: in like it it was such a great way like to start kind of telling the story before you've got even gotten into the visuals of the movie because in a way it's kind of saying like this is sad and depressing and sounds awful. This is not the life yeah, Joe Yeah, exactly. Wants. He does not want this life. <laughs> and you're already, like, it already gets you thinking where you're like, oh. <laughs> like, uh, I was starting to wonder, like, I think at first I was thinking, like, is it going to show him learning to play music and or is it going to show, like, I'm just an awful band. It turned out to be that. At first,
0: you're like, wow, Disney, you've really lowered your standards, haven't you? Yeah. Are, like, your musicians on strike or something? Yeah, you
1: didn't want to pay a good uh, uh, wind ensemble, so you actually just got a middle school band,
0: I see. Is this Pete Doctor's nephew or something playing this? Is he, like, trying out? Oh, (laughs) Pete Doctor's nephew, you got to try and find something else to do with your life. Yeah. It's not gonna work.
1: yeah, this is not this is not the dream. Um, no. yeah, that was hilarious. It was a good start.
0: <laughs> yes. And also, I'll quick mention that, like you said earlier, I love the character designs that they had, both like the human form and the soul form. where like the human form, they look human. But there's still something like cartoony about them.
1: Yeah, which is like a lot
0: of times, like Pixar, like the humans, they'll try to make ultra realistic nowadays. But there's something nice about like it. It's it's Pixar. Yeah, it doesn't look full real, fully real. You know? Yeah, no, I think it's not pretending to be live action or something. Yeah,
1: I don't. I don't think anyone. In general, I don't think anyone does 3D animation better than Pixar. But I also just specifically don't think anyone does humans better than Pixar. They never usually look uncanny or weird, and they know how to make them look more cartoony. Um, some are better than others, but this was some of, this was some of the best in
0: terms of human centric yes. uh, Pixar movies. And also, like the designs they had for the soul. They're so simple, yet you can still tell who the character You yeah. can differentiate them, and you can still say, okay, this is clearly Joe.
1: Yeah, I liked that a lot.
0: Yeah. And also, I'll throw out there uh, Jamie Foxx. I almost said as Electro, as Joe, <laughs> <laughs> was very yeah. good in the movie, and as well as Tina Fey, who that character could have been annoying. But I thought she did a very good yeah, job. Yeah, I think that that was actually.
1: I think that was one of the biggest like size of relief as it was happening was I was worried that that was going to be a kind of an annoying side character, and I truly didn't find it annoying at all. It was just like I thought the, uh, something like I think part of me was almost expecting like a sort of wacky annoying personality, sort of like um, uh, from Wreck It Ralph the 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 candy girl um uh oh yeah something like that which i don't mind that character i'm not saying that but
0: did i ever tell you real quick i ne- i tried watching record ralph 2 and i never bothered to finish it <laughs> i was like i can't do any more of this
1: yeah um i i i think you did mention that but yeah um in terms of i mean the first one is better if you want to <laughs> go back to that but um <laughs> I was expecting somewhat more of a classically annoying character. I appreciated that it was more of a... I appreciated that 22's personality type was more of, like, a Just a angsty sort of... A, not annoying, but just sarcastic, uh, which was... I thought they were going to act like a, a child that they had to, like... Um, Annoyingly trudge through the plot or something, um, but I actually really I really loved both of the main characters. Um, and 22... twenty
0: two, oh, were you gonna say something? oh uh, no, you can you can go. And like twenty two, not wanting to come to Earth was uh, like an interesting character motivation. Because honestly, if you saw the way the <laughs> life is, would you want to join yeah. it? No way
1: <laughs> yeah I think that's a um like I like I said I really like all of the like theming and the little points they made in this movie because like it, it's sort of like I think practically everyone when they meet 22 is going to think I get it I understand where you're coming <laughs> from why you wouldn't even want to bother coming here uh <laughs> you can just stay in this weird pre-life soul place and just chill in your little box, and I get it. But then the movie kind of shows you, you know, it gives you maybe something to appreciate about about this hellscape.
0: All right. Now, before I, like, keep going, did did you have, like, some things that specifically worked for you that you wanted to bring up? Uh, I mean, if we're going... In
1: order of plot, uh, I think we covered most of the beginning. Um, like I said, I,
0: uh, yeah, real quick, the opening did a really good job of um, setting up who Joe is, yeah. what he wants out of life, mm-hmm. and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a really good, like uh, obviously in a in a movie like that, like there has to be kind of a, a quick setup, and I think it was it was it was pretty flawless like you you get all the motivations and start caring about people very quickly
0: so did you have anything you wanted to bring up or that specifically um, worked for you i mean like uh
1: i i really like kind of uh i i think that this worked that i i kind of like like I was saying about the Jerry's, how they like just don't conform to the space you expect of a 3D animated movie. I like the ways that animation can play with stuff like that, and particularly when it comes to like other realms or like uh, you're trying to portray something that like a human can't comprehend. Uh, I thought that. They did a lot of that in a really cool way without making it, like, horrifying for what is essentially still a children's movie. Um, But I did, like, I don't know, it's almost like like I kind of did get a sense of dread or cosmic horror when it's just like this... Big, like when he first goes there and there's this big light slowly moving towards like oh, the escalator the and like this weird like star like pattern it was kind of a cosmic horror kind of thing like if you're someone who doesn't want to go there it is kind <laughs> of uh an interesting creepiness of just this
0: <laughs> i do love the part where uh, he's running and he says, "Why aren't you running?" And the guy goes, "I don't know." <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They had all and like the it. 107-year-old who's been waiting for a while. Yeah, that was great. Um.
1: <laughs> um yeah. So I, I, uh, I thought that all worked. Uh, I mean, I guess in order, if we're getting into the uh, the great beyond stuff in general. I say this again with reverence to the entire movie, but that's it. Probably is my least favorite part when they're in the Great Beyond area. Like it's, it's a little bit of setup. I like when they're in New York more. That's that's more fun to me. Yeah. But um. Uh, yeah. I thought everything worked up to this point.
0: Yeah, I thought um, the. He, the moments in New York, specifically when Joe's in his body, were when the movie had its greatest strengths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like, even though this isn't my favorite Pixar movie, this was like that was them at their peak. Like or, this is when they know how to do <laughs> yeah what they do so well. Right. Um, I don't know. Is there uh
1: uh what about this next? Section of stuff. Well, I guess we'll say, uh, the next like stretch of the movie is kind of everything up until they are portaled back to
0: Earth. Um. Oh. Oh, yeah. like uh, if we're going in chronological, I do I, I do have some stuff that happens before. Oh, okay, sure, you know? yeah. All right. I really liked how like we knew Joe was going to die and after his performance with that one lay they kept teasing yeah, like the bricks like... falling in he almost gets hit by the car so many gruesome yeah, things could go and finally it's the manhole that gets him in the Yeah end. I
1: I loved that that was so it was so cartoony uh, yes
0: m- just yeah. very Tex Avery or Chuck Jones Yeah, like. Mr
1: Bean but he actually dies yes. um I mean you wait for that to happen you're <laughs> just like um <laughs> Part of me almost wish I didn't know how he died from the trailer because it would have been really fun for that scene to yes. go on for like five How's full it minutes happen? and being like, oh, God.
0: He just got his big break. <laughs> What's happening? Uh. Oh, yes. All right. Also, um, I thought that having Joe be 22's mentor did a great job of showing the arc he goes through. And like, kind of, it sets in motion what he'll find what his purpose in life is. Yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah, there. No, they're so definitely, That's pretty much
0: all I have for that. Section. Yeah, there are
1: definitely parallels between like he's a teacher, but he doesn't know if he wants to be. And then now he's a mentor, which is kind of like a teacher, and he's not sure that he wants to be, but he's using it as a means to an end. So that was kind of interesting.
0: All right, so now we're at the section of the movie where they're pulled back actually bef- this time before 22. that part because oh. i i kind of wanted
1: to talk about the part leading up to the portal back when they go into the like uh there's like they're going into like the zone where they sh- they're all the people with- who are in the zone uh kind of going oh, into yeah. this realm and then they there was the like desert of just like lost souls wandering around which are really creepy and cool yeah. uh and also, like, another example of, like, they looked a little off. Like, there's these, like, particle effects to them that, uh, like, I just think these drastically different animation styles were really cool, all being in the same realm. And then they meet the psychedelic pirate ship people. Uh, oh, yeah. Which I thought were pretty funny. The, um, main one who sends them back being the uh uh, what was his name moon wind moon wind uh who ends up being who you find out that the reason why he's in the zone or like uh in such a meditative state he's alive he lives in new york he's in some kind of meditative state And while some of the other people are like gurus and actual meditators, it turns out that his meditative state is sign spinning on a corner in New York City, which I thought was hilarious. Um, So that's how
0: they end up coming back. I I rewatched like the first third yesterday. Do they, I think, don't they show him spinning a sign uh, like during that montage where it's like, yeah, foreshadowing how Joe might die? Oh, okay. That part I
1: didn't notice that. I have to rewatch it. I, I think that's
0: what happened. Yeah, I do remember. I did see someone spinning a sign yesterday. He probably then,
1: but I wouldn't have known. I didn't know there was a sign spinner character, so I was I didn't have my eye out for it. Uh,
0: oh yes, there we go. Yes. So and they're
1: basically looking like, okay, we gotta somehow get back to Earth. Um, so they make a point.
0: Oh, they did a great job. Like again, and even though the soul world was not my favorite part it's actually my least favorite part of the movie visually. They did a great job with everything. Yeah, you
1: know? no, that was, re- that part <clears throat> was just a visual experience for me. It was just a lot of setup. Like they have to explain how all this soul stuff works in their realm. Yes. There's the zone, there's the lost souls. You start to apply it to your life you start to see, like, oh, what is a lost soul? Oh, it's a hedge fund manager or whatever. That was funny. Where he was just like, um, uh, what am I doing with my life? And he for, Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: he's Was it, like, stock market or something? Yeah, hedge funds or something? You, like, is, he throws the computers and he's like, "Yeah, oh, live your lives, people,
1: or yeah, something. Yeah, I liked that because that would be the last thing in the entire world I would want to do, so, um... But then they, um, uh, 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 what I guess what happens is Joe is desperate to get back and get back into his body, but 22 falls into the earth portal with him. And whoopsie, uh, Joe's in the hospital, uh, and whoopsie, the soul, 22's soul gets lodged into Joe's into the body. cat. Or 20, 22's soul gets lodged into yeah. Joe's body, and Joe's soul gets uh, thrown into the therapy cat in the hospital. So now they're both living with souls and bodies on Earth, but in the wrong bodies.
0: Yes. Yes. They uh, need an exorcist or something. Yes, exactly.
1: And they kind of do. They find an exorcist, and it's a hippie. Yeah. Um <laughs> Uh, like, this is something, like, uh, uh, this was, like, uh, when it got to this part, I was, like, huh, I didn't expect this to be a plot, a part of the movie. I didn't expect it to be... There was nothing, I'm a little surprised they didn't put something like that in the trailer. Yeah, they could almost make it, like, an onward thing, where it's, like, they could have presented, like, oh, it's a movie where they get trapped in the wrong bodies. Exactly, and honestly,
0: I saw that premise, because when I first saw that, I was like, okay, this is a bit cliche and dumb. Yeah. And like if I had seen that in the trailer, I'd be like, I would have lost a lot of interest yeah. in the movie. No, I really think they had
1: in an odd way smart trailers uh, for these movies, because that is not... Although, to be...
0: An- I do kind of disagree with you on Onward and listening to it, because I re-listened to the episode like uh, with Onward... Like we talked about how if these hadn't been on Disney Plus, we wouldn't have watched them. Yeah, that is the exact opposite of a trailer's job. Well,
1: I get I'm I'm I I when I'm talking when I say it's a good trailer, I'm saying it in ter- like I'm saying it in that same contrarian perspective where I'm not thinking about sales; I'm thinking of uh. A trailer can like make going into a movie feel more predictable, or um, uh, or give away too much. Um, but I think, to me, the best trailers—and not the best for making you go out and pay for it—but the best for adding to the experience of watching the movie are trailers that mislead you. I like that. <laughs>
0: But I do like a trailer. Job is to make you want. Yes, you're to see correct. The movie. In terms of like,
1: like objective, like business sense, these were, uh, um, onward particularly was not a good trailer. Um, soul is soul. soul might have been a good trailer. Soul yeah, was a good trailer. because it's it is a cliche. Like if I would have, and again, like I guess I'll say now, like I thought that entire plot sequence was completely fine and totally enjoyable when they were in the wrong bodies. Uh, they didn't, like, ham up the we're in wrong bodies body humor too much.
0: Yeah, it's not like like uh, 22 left, yeah. she came back, and Joe was licking himself. Yeah, exactly. What are you
1: doing? Oh, nothing? The, they could have done that. It was tame because that, that's been done so many times in other movies. It was just... It was clear that the reason they did it was a means to get... Um, 22 to appreciate the idea of life
0: um, by being yes. in a human and body. And also, I think that having them switch bodies, Joe, it makes it so Joe can kind of see his life yes. in a way that he no- normally wouldn't. Like I think when they both go to see his mom, who was voiced by... Uh, she's voiced by the mom from the Cosby show, right?
1: Um, Joe's mother... Uh,
0: Felicia Rashad. Um, I yeah. actually... Oh, that's yes, the, yes, yes, That's the mom from The Cosby Show. Yeah. So nice to see how, like, people from The Cosby Show are able to get work, even though oh, you, the star I'm, ruined yeah, everything. Yeah, definitely.
1: Everyone except for, uh, you know, that guy deserve to, uh... Yes. <laughs> to, uh... He can success. make
0: his Jello pudding pops in yeah, the toilet in, water yeah, from prison. now on. Um, yes. <laughs> uh... <laughs> what were you saying about her? Like, oh, she, like she did a great job voicing Joe's oh, yeah, mom like that character in the movie. And I think, like, like that was one of my favorite scenes. Was when it might be my favorite scene of the movie, even though I like the third act more. But having Joe and Twenty Two in the wrong bodies, going to see his mom, and Joe sees his life from a different perspective. Yeah. And also the barbershop, shop too. Yeah, I liked them. where like uh, twenty two was able to like experience life, and he mm-hmm. saw more like um, like the simple <laughs> enjoyments yeah. of life and stuff like that.
1: You know, it's I uh, <clears throat> it's interesting. We both apparently we picked up on because I really was thinking I was looking at this and noticing all of the ways that twenty two was like uh, noticing these little things about life. I wasn't as much noticing from Joe's perspective that he's like gets this cat's eye view from of his life that he would have never gotten to see otherwise. So now I really want to watch this again soon now because
0: (laughs) it's like we had two different point of views on yeah,
1: which was um (laughs) yeah I I I, um it's interesting it's like they really um they really, it's really two well-fleshed-out perspectives because there's two way, like, being disappointed of your life, being in your life, and looking at it from a new perspective, and then just being new to life and, like, uh, just life in general. Like, from 22's perspective, it's just, like, having never lived a life, what's good about life? Yeah. Uh, or on the other perspective... Ha- living a life that you don't feel fulfilled in what's good about life and they kind of show both of those answers which is uh interesting so um where did we leave off in oh yeah so they switch bodies and uh yes uh oh yeah they um there's a is it in? It's is it? They are back in New York, and I think they're still trying to help. Uh, Twenty two find like a passion, right? Um, yeah, like the yeah. The, uh, so she thing? like tries pizza, and secretly thinks it's the greatest. Which I I don't blame her at all. Um,
0: oh, how how could you not? I know. <laughs> it's great. It Look delicious. It's not like what what would be a horrible. Oh, it's not like she visited Cracker Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Oh, you people eat this yeah, junk." Yeah, I know. Uh
1: <laughs> Pizza really is a perfect like uh if you were to uh be an alien and also, trying food. Yeah.
0: Didn't uh Joe try to eat that when um 22 talks about how they didn't have like um senses in the before world? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I watched it this morning, yeah. I saw Yeah, it. Yeah. When
1: they're in the uh like Great beyond in that, in that, like, uh,
0: or at least it's hinted to be like pizza.
1: Yeah, they, um, there's like a, um, like that realm where they seem to, the mentors try and help find the person's spark, which they mislead you in the movie to think is like your one true passion that is the meaning of your life and your one true meaning of life. So, like, music or cooking or something like that, sports, um, in that. They couldn't taste the pizza, so it was like all of the motions without actually being able to really taste it. Um, which would be terrible. Why would you want to make yes. pizza if you can't
0: taste it? It's <laughs> like, what's the point? I, know, it's just... I mean, I guess there are people uh, we say that, and there's a pizza guy listening to this right now, thinking well, you have no idea the hell it is to <laughs> not just be able to eat this yeah, right now. But if you can, if you can imagine, there are people
1: unhinged from reality enough to think that it's a good idea to take all the time to make a cake in like an artful way and then just put a bunch of fondant on it, which essentially makes it inedible. So, um, I don't know if you, have, I don't know if you know what fondant is, but it's that like, I don't, what um, is it? there are some cakes, usually more artsy looking cakes that like they tried to make a cake look like
0: something where you like for they do it for like a contest or something or just definitely like, like that looks? but
1: even like regular birthday cakes i've seen sometimes where uh it's like a weird sheet it's like a film it's like maybe like that thick of a film of gooey sugar that um it's oh. disgusting <laughs> it, gooey i don't sugar. know if gooey is the right word it's like um like, you can peel it off. Like, if you've ever seen, like, flowers on a cake, like little decorated flowers or um, something like that, uh, like on yeah. a wedding cake, something like that, that's usually fondant. Oh, but okay. sometimes cakes are made where fondant is covering the entire thing, and it's like, why even bother making, like... Exactly. <laughs> Because the point of using fondant is to make it look, like, artsy. Like, like you're trying to make it look like something. But at that point, you're basically just sculpting clay. You might as well just use clay, because you're not going to eat it at that point. Oh, yes. Uh, but anyway, uh, so I don't know why anyone would have chosen cooking to be their spark in this, because they wouldn't be able to taste
0: it afterwards, which would be insane. <laughs> exactly. Maybe it's kind of like... When twenty two like when she saw the fire or whatever, like maybe that person's like, I like playing with an oven because oh, things yeah, can that's burn. True.
1: <laughs> um but as it turns out, we find out later that finding your spark isn't really about just finding the one thing that you do. Yes. Um But yes, bring it back, uh she tries pizza and that's great. She really likes the little twirly things. Which are also great. Those
0: are those are. I like those little twirly
1: things. Uh, what was
0: the uh, thing? <laughs> there was some like homeless dude at the subway. I don't remember what they did, but like when yeah. they're separated, mm-hmm. he's playing.
1: Uh, he's playing guitar uh, with like a guitar case open in the subway. Um... Yeah, does she give him like coins or something? Oh, she or... gives him a piece of a bagel. <laughs> yeah, oh, but just because yeah. she doesn't understand what you're supposed to. It was a gesture of goodwill. Yeah.
0: Yes. Her heart was in the but right. But kind of like the
1: pizza is like now that she has a body to experience music with, she understands it in a different context. So now she like feels it in a more visceral way and understands why someone would like music, which is like she's kind of going through all these senses kind of
0: realizing why living is cool. Oh yes. All right. Um, oh, also, what was a really good scene was, um, uh, again, like, moving Joe forward on his journey was when he saw 22 try to help that one band student who came to his place yeah. to, like, get help. Mm-hmm. Was, I don't remember, was that the same one who got lost in the music, or was that a different one? Yeah, that was, um... Remember in the beginning? Y-
1: uh, yes, I think so, because, um... During that scene when they're, like, sitting on the stairs and 22 in Joe's body is kind of trying to uh, help her or something, um, I I liked that she uh, 22 kind of was, like, noticing someone from the perspective of being on Earth uh, in a body, seeing the perspective of someone who is, like, so passionate about something that they're, like, getting into the flow or going going into the zone
0: well I guess um if we wanted to go into uh, like when 22 takes Joe's spark or did you have anything else before that in the plot um no I don't think oh, wait when 22 takes his spark, well once it's like or? um she thinks like she has all the badges oh like she, And Joe was saying, like, no, you lived my life, jerk. Oh, yeah,
1: I get what you're saying. Like, um, um, he's basically saying they get to, it's sort of, like, around the third act where it there starts to be a conflict between them because, um, she's starting to realize, like, maybe I do want to live. And he's like, well, the only reason you got there was because you lived my life, uh,
0: yeah she cheated,
1: uh yeah, but i mean uh um as it turns out, like I guess I would say it was more so just being alive that uh
0: yeah did it
1: <clears throat> there, there are definitely um i guess what I would say about this, and uh some parts in the soul world, there were some parts where it was like, i mean, I get why, Joe, but I mean you know i to, to me i felt like yeah you're verging on being a little bit of a jerk there i know you want to <laughs> live i don't blame you for that um but uh no mostly just because uh
0: uh uh well maybe it's a little bit like it almost feels like if she was able to attain something like that so easily it almost made it so that what he spends life doing was more worthless because anyone could kind yeah be like that that's true
1: um uh but it it came I, did, I, I thought the character flaws in in this were really good and were a good testament to the characters though because um uh like it came from a place of misunderstanding where um uh um basically, like, I'm, uh I came, I think it came from a place of misunderstanding where I think Joe ended up being upset with 22 because he saw it as sort of a like hijacking his life kind of thing. Yeah,, uh, and uh that uh, like he was the one who knew all those people and worked hard to be in that position. So, I mean, it was his body. Um, And then she's just like, you know, I think I'm just going to slip in here. So, (laughs) yeah. yeah. I will say I would have been really upset. I guess I kind of knew that they weren't going to do it, but I would have been really upset if it was just like, if he was like, you know what? You can have my life.
0: Oh, that would have been weird. A part of
1: me part of me was
0: Be an imposter to my family the rest of whatever along this body keeps going.
1: Yeah, I know. Part of me is like, I know they're not gonna I was I was like I know they're not gonna do this, but if they did I'm
0: gonna be upset. So yeah, with um with that with kind of the Argument that the two have about how you know she just lived Joe's life. Yeah, I think it really showed again, like um, twenty two. It like she, it makes her go more on her journey of where she's going to like choose to like. All right, I'm ready to live. Yes, Be-
1: being ready to live is mostly
0: just about just living, in a way. All right, so it looks like for this I guess the third section, ironically my favorite section. We only have I only have one more point to make of it. Oh, really? <laughs> of what I liked.
1: Uh posts like classic third act, there's a falling out kind of thing. Um yeah. Uh because I guess, I don't know where you're starting from, but like I, I guess my, one of the next. My
0: thing is how Joe comes back. That's where my thing it starts at.
1: Oh yeah, um, I guess leading up to that, they briefly go back to the soul route. Do they? Wait, do they both go
0: back and then, or isn't it like they both go back and then? Because they... Joe returns.
1: Yeah, because Moonwind, basically, their goal was to get to Moonwind and he helps them switch back their bodies. Um.
0: And then, like, um, they have their phone out, he's back, and then he kind of realizes that... Is it then, before he comes back, that he kind of realizes what life is? Doesn't he have that little montage where he thinks about, like, yeah. his students, his mom and stuff yes. like that?
1: Um and that was i mean that was probably to me the most tearworthy part of the movie that was a great moment great little montage
0: that was like the payoff to everything yes. that's been building up towards yes exactly it's kind of like
1: uh, cuz uh to to me this is like the crux the saddest or most tearworthy part of onward was when he's like slowly realizing like he wanted to do all these things with his dad and he starts to think, and there's a montage of realizing that, oh, he did all those things with his brother. His brother's his father figure. Yeah. That's a great montage, too. Um,
0: so it's kind of the moment where you're... And it leads to him giving it up for his brother. Yeah,
1: exactly. You, it's this moment, like, you're getting that moment of realization for the character where it clicks with them what this has all been for. Um, yes. Which was great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't remember the exact order, but they have the uh, falling out, they switch back their bodies and 22 is s- stuck in uh just living back in the soul realm where um Joe is back in his body. He performs his
0: big show, yes. um all that. All right. So for me, I guess my last point of what worked is that once again having Joe return to help 22 kind of completed his arc of kind of knowing what is kind of like his purpose. And it's like mentoring, helping others, kind of like what he was able to do in his teaching role. And then I I think having that realization kind of makes it to where he earns the right to go back. Like Mm -hmm. the other times he does come back, through different ways, but this time he earns coming back. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to fear the Reaper coming after yes. him, at least for a while. Yes.
1: the very terrifying Reaper, Terry. Um, yes.
0: Wouldn't that have been an amazing post credits scene? <laughs> that, like, Joe walks out, and then you see, like, a Reaper hand reach oh, out for yeah. him and says, someday, Joe. Yes, <laughs> someday. Yeah, that would be very
1: different. I, yeah, I really... Uh, That was one of the best parts of the movie when he comes back, and I really liked the way they came back, uh, that uh, like, he started playing the piano to kind of go into the zone, and then you realize that that's his way of trying to go back, and maybe even, he's kind of, as he's playing the piano and looking back on his life and the things to appreciate about life, like... You, looking back, you kind of understand that he's he's kind of accepting that maybe his time is up. Maybe he does have to, like, because um, in a way, he did not expect to get a second chance. Uh, so yeah. in that moment when he's, like, going into the zone, playing the piano, he thinks it might be the last time he's doing that, uh, which uh, made that whole scene really heavy. Uh, and then, uh, uh, and, but yeah, he gets that, he gets that second chance.
0: Oh, yes. So, yeah, those are kind of my points about what worked. Before we get to what could have been improved, do you have anything else uh about what worked for you? Um, I...
1: I think so. I mean, honestly, just re, re- <laughs> recounting the plot like we just kind of did was my list of things that worked. It's <laughs> just kind of the whole thing. I'm probably not gonna have much for what didn't work, honestly.
0: Nothing else that, like kind of jumped out at you of, "Oh, I really like this moment." <clears throat> um or we pretty much covered all of them. We covered
1: a lot of it. I mean, I could <laughs> I could sit here all day and try and remember like moment little moments I really liked, but overall um I mean, other things that I liked would be similar to things we already covered. So,
0: yeah, we can we can All move right. on. So now we get now we get to the special about what could have been improved. And there's only like two things I had. Again, I really liked the movie, not as much as I was hoping I would, but still, overall, I really liked it. There were just two things that bothered me. I think. We mentioned this before: is uh, the stuff in like the great before really didn't work for me that much? Um, it almost felt I was getting worried. It felt a little bit like it was trying to be too much, like Inside Out. Right. I was a little worried: is this uh, Pete Doctor just going back and doing the same movie over again? Yeah, I thought overall that bit got a little dull. Took up too much time. And a lot of the humor didn't work that well. Oh, I did like, um, remember the part where Joe was like, um, is this H E double hockey sticks? And then all oh, the yeah. ones go, hell, hell, yeah, hell, yeah. hell. That's a
1: really funny, uh, <laughs> twist of expectations. Because I was like, oh, they're not going to say hell in a Pixar movie. And then they're like, hell, hell, yes. hell, hell. <laughs> that was great. So, yeah,
0: um, and I did think it took too much time and honestly it it did get me concerned about the movie like is this going to work and then obviously the more we got into it the more it worked but the first act I was we had a great opening with uh Joe alive and then when we get to the great before I'm like uh I don't know about this but I do think maybe it could have been shorter. Maybe some of the humor worked on, but that was, uh,
1: yeah, um, probably
0: like the biggest thing for me that didn't work as well as I thought it could have.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I guess I, I didn't really have any big complaints with the part. It was just happened to be my least favorite part, but I think that that's, has more to do with the fact that, um, it's a lot of setup in it. But the thing that makes me like I really wouldn't change it because I think it all pays off later. Like they're established. I mean, I did
0: watch some of it this morning before we did this. And I it was better, like the soul, the Great Before was better the second time around. I just think maybe it could have been tighter paced, maybe picked up a little bit. Yeah. Maybe it didn't have to be as long in there.
1: I I would I'd be curious to see how long it actually was because part of me wonders if it just felt long because they were packing a lot of information. Like they had to explain, like the concept of the the great beyond place. They had to explain lost souls and people being in meditative states and. dead souls post-life and souls pre-life and mentors, and uh, it was just very explanatory. Um, Yes. And it is like an almost two-hour Pixar movie, right? So
0: I was... Yeah, it's a bit longer than a lot of them. Let me check. I would wonder if
1: it's the second longest Pixar movie after Coco.
0: How long is Coco? I thought thought Coco was the one that was two hours,
1: but maybe that's only with the short... (laughs)
0: Soul was 101 minutes.
1: Ah, uh, I guess it's not.
0: Oh, Incredibles and... 2
1: was the one that was two hours.
0: Oh, yeah. Coco was 105 minutes. So it's about the same time as Soul.
1: Um... I'm gonna check Incredibles two now because I feel like that I I might have remembered it long. Yeah, Incredibles two is an hour and fifty six minutes. Wait, no, this is oh, so close. Wait a to second, two that hours. might be the Incredibles. Um, that doesn't seem right. On Wikipedia, it says one hundred eighteen minutes, which is two minutes shy of. <laughs>
0: Oh, I wish on the listed Pixar movies it had the runtime.
1: Yeah, wow, they both are both the Incredibles and the Incredibles two are pretty long. The Incredibles is almost two hours. Really? Yeah, Incredibles two is only three minutes longer. I think that's probably the longest Pixar
0: movie. Well, there we go. Yeah, I didn't I didn't remember that. Oh wow. I didn't realize uh Coco was directed by um, Lee Unkrich, who directed Toy Story Three, so that's why those two were the best of twenty the twenty tens.
1: Yes, um, indeed. Um, oh yeah, those are. His, oh, it looks like it's the only two movies he's directed.
0: Well, I mean he did co direct Toy Story oh, yeah, too, even though he's uncredited.
1: As co director, yeah. That's a solid lineup.
0: Including the yes. co director
1: ones. That is uh Yes. <laughs> um anyway. Um So yeah, the the point is uh for an animated movie, it's a little long, so I think a lot of that is there's a compl- there's a bit of a complicated setup in this movie, but I think, to me, it pays yeah. off very well.
0: Yeah, I think maybe um, it, it did get better the second time around, mm-hmm. but the first time I'm like, oh, I don't know, am I going to be disappointed? Yeah, yeah. And the other thing is that the Jerry who was doing the counting, right. or whatever he had like the beads Terry, he was the one
1: that wasn't actually named Jerry.
0: Terry, yeah. yes. Um overall, I'll just be straight up us. He was like my least favorite character. I found him a bit on the annoying side. Right. Uh, uh
1: that was he was mildly funny to me. Um I, uh, he wasn't in it very much, though. He,
0: he served as just this,
1: as this very minor villain.
0: Yeah. I mean, as long as, like, um, Joe and 22 are good, then you're overall good. Yeah. Yeah. But those were the two things that didn't work overall. Solid movie. All right. Now, two questions before we get into our final thoughts. All right. All right, this was the one we've waited all year to ask. There were two Pixar movies this year. Yes. Soul versus Onward. And now the question is to ask, which one was better? Whoa. So let us give our opinions. Because remember, we thought, oh, (laughs) this will be another year where there's clearly one winner. Yeah. And I don't think that's good that that happened this year. Yeah. So, I mean, I remember thinking at the end of last year, thinking, how cool would it be? If there's two good Pixar movies and there's like people are debating about which one is better. Yeah. Not which one is good versus one that sucks, which one is better. So mm-hmm. I guess I will turn to you first. Um, in retrospect, I kind of wish we had done a special for Onward now. Yeah, we, we didn't
1: know. <laughs> It was right at the beginning. Yeah,
0: yeah. We, we thought theaters were going to be back. Yeah. It's almost been a year or two, right? It's been ten months? Uh, yeah, Onward came
1: out in, uh, March, right? Uh, yeah. it's January now, so.
0: The beginning of March, and we're kind of towards the end of January. Yeah.
1: yeah. Almost a year ago.
0: Yes. So, I shall turn to you first which was the best pixar movie of 2020 we had two um it was a tighter race than we thought it would yeah. be at the beginning of see, the year see that's the thing like but which one was your favorite it's
1: such a tight race that i've been i've been thinking about it a lot these uh past the past week or so um and i almost don't i don't wanna compare them almost cuz i like them in <laughs> different ways, but I there, to me, I guess I would overall say they are on such a similar level to me that I imagine Um, I imagine I'll, it'll be a situation where I, they would I guess I'll say, I'll say this, I honestly think uh Pixar is truly on such a good streak right now with the ones I have seen, which have been good. Um,
0: yeah. Lucky you. Truly.
1: I, I think both Onward and Soul could potentially be in my top five Pixar movies. Um, really? Yeah. Both of
0: them. That's a lot for like <laughs> going 25 years. And now these two.
1: Yeah. I don't know. What can I say? Um, and Coco would too. So three. <laughs> yes. Um. So three. Three very recent ones. Um, that said, it's. Uh, and this is a test. This is. I want this to only be seen as a pure testament to how unexpectedly good Onward was. But I would v- only very, very slightly say I think I prefer Soul by like one tiny tenth of a percentage. That's my feeling right now.
0: Okay, so you're (laughs) voting for Soul right now.
1: Yes, in a way.
0: Final answer, we are putting a stamp on it. Yes, but... At least for now. There are different
1: ways I can rate Pixar movies, because I will honestly say, I I will say that I think Onward is the most effective at being really sad. (laughs) It still is. It's the most (laughs) heart-wrenching Pixar movie by far to me. Um... So it is better than Soul in some other ways. But, I don't know. Just my feeling right now is the t- teeniest bit of preference I'm giving to Soul.
0: All right. Now, for me, I I did really enjoy Soul. However, and I can't <laughs> believe I'm saying this. If we had time machine, this is I would say... What happened to I Soul? Know. What are you talking about? Yeah, I liked Soul, but I loved Onward, yeah, and so I'm going to have to say between the two, Onward was my favorite of the year. And now, let us me point out something your favorite was Soul, my favorite was Onward. 2020 may have been a hellish year, but seriously. We have to give it up to Pixar. What a year twenty twenty was for them. Truly. To honestly have like I like I really liked both these movies. I just liked one more. And it's not like twenty seventeen where it was Coco versus Cars (laughs) Mm three. Like, these are both winners. Yeah. In their own ways. Yeah, no,
1: that is really impressive. Um uh and I would, I would add to that that, like, um, uh, we were talking about at the end of 2020 when we had our, like, top five movies of the year or whatever, that unfortunately we couldn't throw in, like, uh, Soul and Wonder Woman 1984 into our list because they were not out yet when we read off our lists. Um, so with this new information, if I were to go back and do a 2020 list, the top... I think the top two pick or the top two movies of twenty twenty on my list would be Pixar movies. Yes. So (laughs) that's pretty amazing.
0: Yes, what a year it was. Yeah. For Pixar. Now here's the question to ask. Pixar? We talk about great year. Yeah. Should Pixar stick to one movie a year, or is this something of they can do two movies a year? Now, I'm going to check real quick, but I think we've only had three years where there were multiple movies that came out in a year.
1: Uh, With, with Pixar? Um
0: Yeah. Another one
1: was Inside Out and the Good Dinosaur, right? Was that one of the years? Um, yeah,
0: 2015... 2017 and 2020 those are what we have
1: yeah it seems most it seems like most of the track record is uh one of the two is kind of a, a bit of a dud
0: yes um
1: this year i mean i would say i would be probably on more on the worried side if i knew they were going to consistently put out two movies a year uh but it could be a sign
0: that they're really onto something uh, uh i think if i look at the list 2021 it's one movie 2022 it's two movies one i really don't want to see like year yeah. what more on greenlit that
1: oh yeah looking at the list that could be that could be the dud one for that year we'll see yeah i actually have not read anything i don't know if there's any information but this luca and turning red i have not. heard I
0: swear all. there was something about it from the. Oh, it's set in Italy. Oh, that that's right. I just. Th- it's um. I remember because I Luca? watched the Disney Investor thing. Yeah, Luca. It's a uh, Italy set coming of age story.
1: I uh, I don't know if you've seen that. There's some. Uh, there's some of the. There's characters from Turning Red too. I clicked on that. I kind of like the character designs.
0: Big, um, this is a big fox. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I think it talked about that in the investor meeting, too. Oh, yeah, there's a clip right down there. Follows My Lee, a confident yet dorky 13-year-old girl torn between staying her mother's dutiful daughter and the chaos adolescence that has plagued us all. Yes.
1: seems like turning red is very yeah. in the beginning cuz they only have still they have at least a little animation examples from Luca.
0: Yeah, for me, overall, while this was a spectacular spectacular year for Pixar, the other two kind of makes me think it's best to have one yeah a year, but if they do have if there is a year where they have two, I'm a little more positive because we we just had this. Yeah. And it's not and they are both very good movies. Yeah. In terms of recency, like I think that we
1: can honestly expect like I would be more surprised if Pixar came out with two bad movies a year in a year than anything. Now they they can only disappoint, so no pressure. Yes. Um. Because yeah, officially I have I know nothing about Luca or Turning Red, but I, they're they're already a couple of my most anticipated movies. Is that that burglar?
0: I don't know. <laughs> there was like something that hit the window. <laughs> I was scared for a second. <laughs> Oh, man, there's an evil burger here or that's, something. That's scary. Oh, I know this might be a good law topic. Dude, sometimes there are things that keep falling over in this house. Oh, they keep falling over by themselves. And I don't know why, but I feel there's an evil <laughs> oh, no. spirit in this house. And I don't know why, because it would have happened just recently, too. Yeah, I know. What, what would have died there?
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's like the ghost of a, maybe some of, squ- of
0: like a rat, like a squirrel <laughs> that fell off a tree yeah, in the backyard yeah. or something. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, uh, back to soul. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> scared the crap out of me. Uh, um, sh- shall we get to our final thoughts yes, on I don't, soul? A little nice little send-out. Yes, out. I
1: don't have much else to say. So let's wrap it up.
0: Yes. So I, I guess I can go first because you like Soul right. more. Uh, for me, I I didn't love it as much as I was hoping to. But man, the more we got into it, the more I really enjoyed it. And overall, I thought it was a very good movie experience. Yeah. Um,
1: And, and for me, um, like you mentioned with, like, you liked it more as it went along, and I would say I, I agreed. But to me, that like sense of building on things that happened previously in the movie made for like this incredible catharsis by the end that actually enhanced the overall movie experience. So for me, even if there were moments while watching it where it wasn't, uh, where it wasn't as good as I ended up feeling about it at the end. Um, it ended up being so well put together um, and so well told that it ended up being a movie that, at the end, like you understand it, you get the message, you enjoyed it, and I just couldn't really imagine a better way to tell that story. It just seemed narratively almost perfect in that sense. Again, a very typical Pixar in a lot of ways, but I think it's one of the best examples of the Pixar formula. Um, uh, so, yeah, as a result, it's another one, another Pixar movie that I consider easily top-tier, upper echelon. That's Pixar to me. So, great, great. Great movie. Uh, had it, had I seen it earlier, and it come out earlier, I w- I would have. It would have gotten the. It would have gotten that medal.
0: So yes. All right, guys. So there we go with our special on so our first Pixar special. We should do another oh, Pixar one. Oh sometime. yes, we
1: should. I it should be. Uh, um, you know, next Pixar movie just. By nature of it being Pixar,
0: we should cover it. Oh yes! All right, guys. So there we go with our special about Soul. And you know what? Even though this was a special about Soul, we did find that rabbit <laughs> oh, hole quite a yeah, few times. That is
1: not uh, you know that's still a staple of this show. That every episode is a special. Yes, episode. we have our
0: first rabbit hole for 2021. That's true. So yeah, th- yes. yeah. Thanks for tuning into this first Every episode of 2021.
1: One. Very special,
0: um, soul. Yes. So guys, always remember to watch out because just like yeah. Joe did, you could fall yeah. down a manhole. Yes. But then you realize <laughs> I'm not dead. Yeah. I still have my soul. What is going on? As you fall infinitely, and you realize. Oh my God, there's no stop. You know why there's no stop? Because you have fallen down that rabbit hole. Keep falling down that manhole.